0: There. Welcome to Shoot the Flick. I'm Frankie Sparks. And I'm
1: Scott Eisenberg.
0: And we are a married couple who likes to shoot the shit about
1: movies. That we do, that we do. And this week, we have a special guest. Yay! A returning guest. Yay! A man who this is his third time being on Shoot the Flick. Richie Mars! <laughs>
2: Thank you guys, thank you guys for having me. I have a microphone this time, so now I won't hurt your audience's ears every time that I say something, finally. yay!
1: (laughs) Richie has started a podcast of his own, Wrestling Relived and Retold. I've been a guest on twice. Richie, promo your show, tell us what it's about and all that good stuff.
2: Yeah, absolutely. My show is, like Scott said, it's Wrestling Retold and Relived with Richie Mars, where I am your host, Richie Mars. And pretty much every week, I'll have a revolving guest, or by myself, usually I have a revolving guest, and we'll talk about a different storyline, a different title reign, or a different topic just every week, and just kind of riffing off it, I'll go and look up the different behind-the-scenes facts from verified sources, so I'm not doing rumor and innuendo, I'm just seeing what cultivated our fandom in wrestling, and what makes everybody's fandom different and special in the world of
1: professional wrestling indeed it's a lot of fun i guarantee you if you like wrestling you'll like this show
0: and speaking of wrestling for a while now both richie and scott have wanted to show me a quote-unquote wrestler movie they almost tried to show me like an actual wrestler movie like from one of the wwe like studio movies that are just shit-tastic and horrible and i was like let's not do that maybe
2: We're not going to discredit the good name of the Marine 3, are we?
0: (laughs) So we settled on another movie. Scott, what movie did we watch today?
1: So I figured we'd go a little middle ground. We have wrestlers in the movie, but we have a comedy with Adam Sandler. So we're doing The Longest Yard.
0: (laughs) Released in 2005. So you know it's quality. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so richie what's your first m- memories with this movie um
2: let's see 2005 so i was 11 at the time and this was during the point where i was brand new into wrestling and brand new into being introduced to adam sandler and his kind of comedic movie happy madison productions i haven't heard anything negative about them in a minute But uh, this was at the height and the peak of these two things colliding together. And all these actors in in there with Adam Sandler, Chris Rock. And then I'm like, oh, wait, they have wrestlers that I haven't seen before that are legendary, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, Kevin Nash, Goldberg. And it's one of those weird movies when you look back at it that just works with the ensemble cast because everyone gets a moment to shine. And usually with ensemble casts like this especially when they're not prolific in the acting world. It really shouldn't work on paper, but it does in this instance.
1: This is actually the
2: third remake of this movie.
0: Oh, I thought there was just the one with Burt Reynolds from, like, what, 70-something, probably?
1: There was another one, wasn't there? There was the Burt Reynolds one from the 70s. Oh, good. And then, technically, the guys who wrote this script also wrote... Basically, the same script mm-hmm. called The Mean Machine.
2: I always thought this movie was just grown up little giants, to be honest with you. <laughs> Except they're all in prison.
1: So, this writing duo has done this movie multiple times
0: mm. to middling success. <laughs> what do you think the Rotten Tomatoes score is for this movie?
1: I want to say 65.
0: <laughs> well, that's the audience score is 62.
2: If I'm going based on critics, I'm going to say 35, maybe.
0: Oh, wow. You're pretty good. 31. (laughs) Yeah. So not great. To be fair, it wasn't a great year in 2005 to be like a big comedy because you got overshadowed by things like 40-Year-Old Virgin was out in 2005. Hitch was out in 2005. Wedding Crashers, 2005. So it's a lot of heavy hitters in there in the comedy department.
2: And especially with football movies, too, I feel like. It was, like, oversaturated, almost, with football movies, because you had, in 2000s, Remember the Titans, you had Gridiron Gang. Like, football was an oversaturated movie type of sport, I feel like, at that point.
0: That's probably true. We watched a few football movies on here. I think the last one we did was Rudy, and I (laughs) shit on
2: that pretty good. I feel like this is a prison movie first and a football movie second. Uh,
0: No, well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no i say it's a football movie first right
1: yeah it's probably a football movie first because as much as it's a prison movie it's not like shawshank or green mile which are prison movies
0: oh but babe chris rock gets exploded in fake cgi fire
1: <laughs> yo
2: spoilers though
0: <laughs> oh my god this this is what i like too i feel like we just talked about this because we just did spider-man 3 not too long ago, but it's like with the CGI in the early 2000s, it's like you just throw it in there for no reason. There was a scene too with like somebody broke their nose. And they did a whole CGI sequence of Adam Sandler putting his nose back. And it's like, do we really need that to be CGI? Was that necessary?
2: I'm sorry. Did you want Chris Rock to actually blow up during that scene with actual fire and brimstone? <laughs>
0: yes. I wanted him to actually explode.
2: <laughs> I do know of one person who actually loves that scene of Chris Rock being exploded in a prison cell. Oh by my himself. God. Will Smith? Yeah, absolutely. He definitely. Sp- <laughs> <laughs> I saw that over and over again. Are you kidding me?
0: For sure. He was like the funniest part of the movie for sure. I honestly did not laugh out loud many times. And I like a lot of the earlier Happy Madison productions, but this one did not really do it too much for me. However, Chris Rock made me laugh several times.
2: A lot of people on that set were legitimately terrified because majority of the film was filmed in an actual abandoned prison in New Mexico. And the story of why it shut down was all the inmates pretty much took over and killed the guards and blood everywhere. When they called the reinforcements, they found like severed heads of the guards and they're just playing soccer on the field with them. And the director said, if anybody wants a thousand more dollars for this movie, spend a night in one of the prison cells. And everybody in the cast were like, yeah, we're not doing that.
0: What a great place for a comedy! <laughs> Yucks galore!
1: Oh, God. Yeah. I remember this movie watching it a ton on Comedy Central and Spike TV had it on too a lot. I forgot how good the soundtrack is, too. The soundtrack is. Oh, it's phenomenal. The
0: soundtrack is very two thousand y. It's basic, but not in a bad way necessarily. It's just it's very two thousand y.
2: Scott, Frankie just called us both basic, and it's fantastic. (laughs) you
0: guys. I mean, you are basic, but it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) I call the soundtrack basic, to be fair. So, shall I get to the the preliminary fun facts? This movie was directed by Peter Seagal, who did uh, some other fun movies, including Tommy Boy. And uh, fifty first dates, which was just the year before this one. We've also reviewed that movie. It was written by Sheldon Turner, who actually is an Oscar-nominated screenwriter for a movie called Up in the Air with uh, George Clooney and Anna Kendrick. And then uh, he's also working on the upcoming Roadhouse remake, apparently, which seems right. That's that fits more with this
1: <laughs> Roadhouse.
0: Understand. Um, but it was adapted, as we mentioned before, from an Oscar-nominated 1974 film starring Burt Reynolds and Scott. You've seen the first one, right?
1: Yes, I've seen the original. I think the side characters are a lot more memorable here than they are in the original.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> you were like last time we watched it. You're like, oh, they're they're much more developed in this movie. I'm like, are really?
1: Trust me. <laughs> I can't tell you anyone's name in the original. I can't besides tell you. Burt Reynolds.
0: I'm trying to think if I can tell you anybody's. Well, no, I can tell you caretaker's name, obviously. Caretaker, and...
1: cheeseburger, Eddie, Brucey, Brucey. Okay, that's fair. But all of them have like interesting like characters. Like there's a kung fu guy in the prison in the original don't know his name
0: oh yeah this movie is completely unoffensive and doesn't use stereotypes at all for jokes yeah of course it doesn't oh 2005
2: (laughs) yeah a lot of this would not fly today no (laughs) no it
1: would not (laughs) we'll mention it right here tracy morgan plays
0: trans character in uh, cross-dressing slash trans
1: character and he's part of a group they become the cheerleaders that has not aged well no
0: and there's also like the typical Adam Sandler you know lowbrow comedy like oh look a nut shot oh look a poop joke oh look uh, just a random shot of some ladies titties like there's just it's just
2: the, the nut shot was actually in the original <laughs> so it's it's not it's not really his fault you know it was actually in the original
1: yeah i when i initially mentioned that my hot take because i did it online once where i said i think the uh, remake of longest jarred is better than the original i got a lot of backlash
0: Uh, (laughs) well the original just to like i guess compare the original one has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 77% with critics, as opposed to 31 with this movie. So, I mean, yeah, I guess it's more highly regarded.
2: Another award that I know Burt Reynolds got nominated for this movie was he was nominated for a Razzie Award for Worst Supporting Actor. And th- that just kind of blew my mind, because I, I remember, I'm like, he wasn't really that bad in it from when I watched back. He
0: he's not that he's bad he just doesn't do anything really in this movie <laughs> i was like wait because th- at the end of the movie they kind of try to herald him as like oh that old salt that's getting in the game oh, he's really proving himself and it's like I, it's not earned at all he doesn't do really anything through the whole movie he just kind of stands on the sidelines and talks shit once in a while and that's it <laughs> i don't even remember his name in this movie Nate
1: scarborough oh okay are you both ready to get into the nitty gritty of this movie sure i am ready for the nitty and the gritty okay so we start out with a party it's exciting we're at a party guys it's fancy mansion monica's throwing a party for everybody Uh, courtney cox (laughs) is here
0: i think friends ended like right before this so she's like ah fuck it i'll take anything
1: I totally forgot she was in this movie.
0: Oh yeah, she popped up in the first scene and you were like, oh, hi. (laughs) Hi, Courtney Cox.
1: All Adam
2: Sandler needs to do is to be in a movie with Lisa Kudrow and then he...
0: Ah, and he's got all of them.
1: (laughs) Collecting them like Pokemon. So, this is the first big difference between Burt Reynolds and Adam Sandler. They both threw a football game, got kicked out of the NFL, and Burt Reynolds is an angry character. He actually slaps his girlfriend in the original.
0: Oh, that's nice. Well, we can't have Adam Sandler doing that.
1: <laughs> no, we can't because, again, in the 70s. Adam Sandler comes off here, and I, he's a drunk, he's belligerent, and he's, just, he's the fool because that's who he is. In
0: every movie, yeah, he's like the schlub
1: but I think it works here. Like he's playing almost depressed in a way.
2: Sure. Yeah, I agree. Adam Sandler, for all the grief he gets for his uh, role choices and movie choices, he can play a dramatic actor really well. And he, in this movie particular, it's really off kilter because he's almost the straight man in this whole movie when he's usually the opposite of that so he's working off of everybody else's wacky personalities and he's the one after this party scene it's just adam sandler being the straight man reacting to all the weirdness that is in the uh prison
0: i couldn't help but compare this to Waterboy at times because that's the other like football movie that i know adam sandler from and he's very much not the straight man in that movie so yeah seeing him in this it was An interesting dichotomy seeing him as like the straight man.
1: Yeah, so he steals Monica's car.
0: (laughs) Her name's not Monica. I know. I'm Uh, sure she has another name that I don't remember, but I don't think it's Monica. (laughs)
2: I would steal a car if Monica made me wear a Donald Duck sailor outfit.
0: What was that? I don't know. It was like a a fancy party, like normal it wasn't a costume party. Like why <laughs> does he have to wear a sailor suit?
2: Like I remember the party. I remember Monica being in there. I don't know why I'm keep calling her Monica.
0: That's fine. We're in it now.
2: <laughs> but she just pulls out the sailor suit and I'm like, this has nothing to do with anything.
1: So he steals the car, gets pulled over by the cops. Because he's drunk. Because he's drunk. And that's actually, I find that scene quite funny with him making fun of the guy's ears. and then.
0: Oh, yes. See, drinking and driving is hilarious, especially when you get pulled over by the police and then make fun of the officer. I'm not saying do this. No, I know. I'm kidding.
2: The best was his partner just making fun of him while doing it.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. Because well, he's kind of like a celebrity. Uh, Adam Sandler in this movie because he was big sports guy that ruined football
2: or something.
1: Well, purposely threw a game.
0: They kept saying... What was the term they kept using? Shaving points. What does that mean?
2: Basically, because people gamble on sports a lot and sometimes they'll they'll bet, all right, this is going to be the final score of the game. So point shaving is making sure you're predetermining an outcome so someone can win money. It's almost like wrestling. Is it? <laughs> if you want to tie it back. Yeah. Scripting a sport. Whoever thought of that? Ah, uh, Oh, my God. Who would
0: ever do such a thing?
2: Craziness. Yeah. yeah. I wish someone would host a podcast about it. That'd be great. Uh, be insane. If
0: only that existed.
2: Yeah. And if only it comes out on Tuesdays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google <laughs>
1: Podcasts.
0: Tuesday is such a convenient day to release such a podcast. It
1: would be. It is. <laughs> But yeah, so he drives around. I remember this so vividly with the accident and stuff of him being like he Courtney Cox is calling him and he she's like, I can see you on the television. He goes, Oh, can you see you can see me? Watch this breaks the car and he can, causes a huge accident. And then screams to the helicopters, I think we should see other people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All while Jets, Are You Gonna Be My Girl is playing. I'm like, oh, God, we are in the 2000s. God damn it. I said, are you gonna be
2: my girl?
0: But he goes to prison after all that. Hence, movie begins.
1: (laughs) We get introduced to some of the prison guards Some played by ex-NFL players, like Bill Robonowski here, who has a reputation of being a little psychotic. The first wrestler we see is Stone Cold Steve Austin, though. Yeah, he just gives a little smirk, and I'm like, oh, it's Steve Austin with a mustache. It's funny because he's like the racist one in uh, The Guards.
0: I think they're all kind of the racist
2: one. (laughs)
1: but he's like extra racist
0: they all like say nasty things about the black community in that prison they're all like calling the n-word and everything
2: it's been a while since i watched this movie and i was sitting back and it was like the locker room scene with steve austin and he's like playing the air guitar he's like that's how a white man plays guitar and i'm just like i'm like wait
0: right. like, i was like what does that even mean I, I'm, I'm just like
2: oh yeah he's the racist one <laughs> You know, (laughs) some behind the scenes facts with uh, Stone Cold, he and Kevin Nash, they would just like sit around and drink beer throughout the whole production cycle. And they're like up to like 300 pounds. And Steve Austin, before coming on set, he actually tore his uh, hamstring or partially tore his his hamstring (laughs) in training for the football scenes. And he just like ballooned up because Stone Cold has always been 250 max in wrestling. But up here, he's about around 300 pounds because all they did was drink beer and work out.
1: Well, yeah, there's a scene where, like, Kevin Nash is, like, shirtless, and I'm like, dude, man, he got ripped for this.
2: Originally, he only had the line, who drank all the damn Gatorade. That was his only line throughout the whole thing. And the, his, the rest of his, his lines weren't scripted. The director would always ask, hey, hey, Kevin, you got anything? He would always ask everybody if they wanted to improv something and then see where it goes.
0: That sounds right.
2: I feel like a lot of movies uh, that I like personally really take that improv because sometimes, like when you're in the moment, you don't know how good something will be until you're actually in the scene itself.
0: Right, like with Chris Rock too. I can guarantee that most, if not all, of his really funny lines were not in the script.
1: (laughs) I think for guys of like Chris Rock's ilk, and like Sandler and all those guys, Dave Chappelle would be also one of those guys in other movies. I feel like it's hard to write for those guys and try to be funnier than those guys actually are. But uh, yeah, so Adam gets brought to this prison in Texas. We get the main guard. He meets Captain Knauer.
0: Played by a guy from Prison Break.
1: (laughs) He basically says, hey, the warden brought you here to critique our football team, you're going to tell him no. And he proceeds to beat Adam Sandler quite a few times. Then we meet the warden. Played
0: by James Cromwell.
1: Who has played the warden before. Frankie also pointed out uh, his political advisor.
0: <laughs> who kinda- oh, my God. Okay, so they have this guy like with james Cromwell in the movie i don't even remember his name he's not important at all we don't even really have to mention him after this but i recognized him immediately as a like a regular of adam sandler movies because in mr deeds he's like he's like a big dude and they dress him up in this movie like fucking colonel sanders for some reason and uh in mr deeds he's the guy that just says
1: i think I just shot myself,
0: and that's the joke of the movie. And then he's gone. I'm like, oh, it's the I just shot myself guy. <laughs> and then I moved on with oh, my life.
1: I didn't even realize that was the movie you were referencing. He's the teacher in Waterboy. No, he's not. Yes, he is.
0: No, he's not. Yes, he, he's. Why? That's another guy that looks like Colonel Sanders. <laughs> that's not him.
2: All right, I'm. I'm gonna look it up because now it's gonna drive me insane.
0: I'm like 99% certain I'm correct
1: Okay fine Frankie was right I do
0: love when I'm right it um, happens so often oh, yes. You just confuse another Fat guy dressed like Colonel Sanders With another guy that was fat dressed like Colonel Sanders You Fat phobic <laughs>
1: Yes the, 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 the fat guy is fat phobic <laughs> oh Oh. god so adam sandler is now in prison and he goes to the cafeteria and he meets caretaker
0: yay played by chris rock apparently madagascar was also released the same exact day as this movie which makes me laugh (laughs) because he played the zebra
1: chris rock gives him the advice that every guy gets in every prison movie don't let somebody make you their bitch and sandler then proceeds to start a fight and he gets thrown in the hot box which again is in pretty much every prison movie
0: yeah stop trying to be cool hand luke fucking longest yard get away from me
1: have
2: to put that dangerous criminal adam sandler in isolation you never know what he can do
0: right well that's the thing too i mean i'm not a sports expert we all know this by now but like are we supposed to believe that adam sandler played football professionally is that what we're supposed to believe well, for this for the sake of this film yes oh okay just making sure <laughs> my suspension of disbelief is not that large
2: <laughs> he's very good in basketball though oh as yes. you see as you see in this film and almost every other adam sandler film there's always yeah. a basketball scene just so adam sandler can play some hoops and a fun fact that this is, has nothing to do with anything but my a uh, couple of my friend's friends so a friend of a friend they were playing basketball one day and adam sandler said yeah room for one more and they're like you're adam sandler he's like yeah can i play basketball <laughs> they're That's they're like hilarious so,
0: that's and so they, cool
2: and they said he was the nicest guy which brings true that Adam Sandler is just the nicest man in Hollywood.
0: He just seems like a very, like, normal, chill guy. And for someone that's been in the business as long as he has, you would expect him to be an asshole, probably. But he just seems like a normal dude, like, wearing sweatpants and sweatshirt everywhere he goes. Like, hey, what's up, man? Like, just seems like a normal dude. Well, you,
1: you think if, like, he never became famous, he would just be, like, some guy. You'd be like, oh, hey, Adam, how's it going? Like, yeah, yeah. We also... In this uh, cafeteria scene, getting back to it, we also did meet Cheeseburger Eddie for the first time. Terry
0: Crews. No. (laughs) I hate that they, like, just devolved him into, like, all my jokes are about fast food and nothing else. Oh, look, I'm doing the robot, and that was it. I was like, you have Terry Crews. Yeah. He's so funny. (laughs) He,
1: He is, but I don't think Terry Crews at this point in his career it was early. Is t- Terry Crews yet? Mm-hmm. Like... I think he just made
2: White Chicks.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, this is probably around that time of White Chicks.
1: Like, White Chicks... Idiocracy. ...the third Friday movie, which he's, like, the replacement bully in that movie. So, Paul agrees to help the guard team. And he's watching their practice. We get, Of course, we mentioned Kevin Nash before... Kevin Nash used to be one of my favorite wrestlers back in the day, back in the WCW days. It's just fun seeing him. I always enjoy seeing him when he shows up in a movie.
2: Yeah, yeah. Kevin Nash has surprisingly been very in a lot of prolific movies. Like he's been in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. He's been in Magic Mike, John Wick. He came here in Rock of Ages. And I feel Kevin Nash is best suited, as we see in this movie, in like a more comedic role. But since he's so physically imposing, he's always going to be that scary bodyguard type of dude.
1: Oh, yeah. He's in John Wick for one scene. I still remember that scene, man, where John Wick comes up from behind him with a gun, points it at the back of his head and goes, hey, you lost weight. He goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> he oh, him in.
0: OK, I remember that scene. OK, I didn't realize that was uh, Kevin Nash.
2: OK, cool.
1: He was also in the uh, original Punisher movie with Thomas Jane. He actually got stabbed mm-hmm. in that movie, legit too. Yes, he did.
2: <laughs> this was for the finger poke of doom. <laughs> the
1: finger poke.
2: No, of doom. if you don't, if you don't know wrestling, you you're like, why why are they talking about finger poking? It. I'm not gonna get into it here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's too much. We gotta dedicate a whole episode to finger poking.
2: Not a certain wrestling podcast that comes out on Tuesdays on iTunes, Spotify.
0: Oh God. Uh, so adam sandler and james Cromwell are talking about this like football team with the guards and he's like what can i do to get them motivated da, 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 da. and adam sandler's like well you give them like a what did he call it a something game
1: a tune-up game a
0: tune-up game like what's a tune-up game basically you give them like a piece of shit team to beat the shit out of and then that boosts their confidence and james Cromwell's like well why don't you make a team out of all the prisoners?" And he's like, uh, I don't know. Okay, I guess I'll do it since I have really no other choice. All right, sure. So they proceed to, like, go around and start recruiting different prisoners to be on this football team.
1: Yeah. We start getting introduced to some of the the side characters in this movie. One of the first people we meet is Michael Irvin, who is a ex-NFL wide receiver. He plays Deacon, Deacon Moss. And he's like the head cheese the man the the big cheese the big cheese exactly other than cheeseburger eddie who can give you any cheese you want
2: (laughs) jesus i'm gonna walk off this podcast
0: (laughs) god damn it
1: (laughs) (laughs) but he's like we ain't joining this team and he basically convinces everybody most of the people not to join the team but um, then
0: he, they get Nellie though after a, well that's in a, a game bit. of basketball.
1: Yes, they do get Nellie after a game of basketball where Michael Irvin just basically kicks the shit out of Adam Sandler.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty rough to watch, but like it it that was an okay scene. I didn't laugh. The thing is, it was I didn't laugh very much in this comedy, but Nellie's in it, and I was like, hey Nellie, this was like around the time I think that he was like really big in like the mainstream like i remember he had a country crossover at around this time with who was it i think it was like tim mcgraw or something i think
1: think does a good job
2: in this movie
0: (laughs) he won a teen choice award (laughs) shockingly
2: he does a great job in this movie he does good with what what he's given yeah
0: for what this movie is, which I mean no one here is you know getting really deep character development, but that's not why we're here. We're here to watch football things, and he does good with that well
1: at this point, it's all a it's it's a basically a giant montage of putting this team together,
2: yeah, what I do like about this movie is all the side characters and all the ensemble cast they really do get two to three moments of like solid. I wouldn't say character development, but either if it's a joke or a trait of their personality, like Goldberg, he has a huge penis. Like that's oh his my god, and, <laughs> and they and they fall up on that. Joey Diaz, he, he's he's fat. Yeah, that's you know that's, you know, that's jokes, like you know? the
0: low hanging fruit of like you put Joey Diaz in your movie, he's gonna just make fat jokes the whole time and ask for yeah. a Diet Coke okay yeah that's fine showy ideas, yeah. but the goldberg thing like they had a whole scene with goldberg and the guys like talking about his big dick and i'm like okay did, was this part of his contract to be in the movie like okay i'll i'll be in your movie but you have to talk about how fucking nice my dick is like why why did we do
2: this yeah with with ensemble movies it's always hard to flesh out character development to everybody right, at the same time and when you have like when you have 15 20 side characters that you try to have to say hey this person has a purpose in this movie sometimes they'll be there for a joke so it's like okay joey did this he's gonna make some fat jokes or whatever brucey he's gonna be that tiny annoying guy he, we have that role filled And we have Cheeseburger Eddie who's gonna make McDonald's references so we can get that sweet (laughs) McDonald's money. So in a way, I don't really fault them on doing that. I do. (laughs) The jokes weren't funny, so I fault them. I I disagree with that. There are some funny jokes. I giggled a lot.
0: (laughs) I really I think I only laughed at Chris Rock and Switowski. I laughed at.
2: I laughed at Kevin Nash just playing with his nipples that's pretty funny
0: well that just made (laughs) me mad (laughs) i got the okay there's one guard did they fuck with the kevin nash yeah yeah at some point in the movie the prisoner team is like oh we're gonna fuck with the guards or whatever so they show like a basically a montage of little pranks that they do to the guards to like fuck with them and they take kevin nash's steroids and switch it out with estrogen pills which okay it was like a, it was fine at first i was okay with it at first. i didn't i was like uh ah, it's gonna be funny and then they just kept doing it they kept making jokes and i was fucking i was like getting annoyed he was like rubbing his nips and then he was like just crying at the drop of a hat i'm like god damn it this is making me mad <laughs> why am i getting mad at this movie
1: uh, so yes, since Frankie brought him up, we'll also talk about Swatowski here.
0: Bob Sapp. yes yeah. See, I took notes. <laughs> <You did. laughs> he essentially it seemed to me like he was kind of a play on um, Michael Clark Duncan in Green Mile just like you know obviously Adam Sandler comedy version of that. <laughs> but what was it, that gave me my first laugh of the movie when he was introduced and he's talking to Chris Rock and Adam Sandler. About how like oh he wants to play football but he doesn't he don't know how to read what are you talking about he can't read and Chris Rock just goes oh reading's for rich people <laughs> it's just <like> hysterical <laughs> laughing
1: of course we get uh Burt Reynolds who's our coach Nate Scarborough
0: Yeah. Uh. He was the most useless. He he's the coach. No, he's not. Adam Sandler's the coach. He's the quarterback, but he's basically the coach. Did I never saw fucking Burt Reynolds talk to any of the guys ever until like the game. And then he's like, "Get out there." Get I'm like, "Who the fuck are you? I don't know you, sir."
2: Well, you got to focus on the game if you're Adam Sandler. It's good to have a side Person to keep your head in order because you're focused on throwing the football.
0: You gotta get your head in the game. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, get your head in the game.
2: I have a bone to pick with you, Miss. Me? Yes, with High School Musical three oh, and no. calling the basketball scene cringe
0: are you joking not... that's your bone that you want to pick with me
2: no but i do think bet on it is probably the best song of the entire high school musical franchise i
0: mean bet on it is is dope i love bet on it <laughs> it's so very cringy but so very good
2: someone made a rock version of it and it's fantastic
0: <gasps> i have to find this
1: oh God. i'll send it to and you listen to it this... all the time <laughs> oh. God, not again.
0: Scott's like, let's get off this conversation. Back to the movie.
1: So we have to meet our last wrestler. He wasn't signed to the WWE yet,
2: but he was about to be. And the reason why they found out about this prisoner is they're saying, who? what kind of dangerous cons can we have in our team? And they have like a star system with four stars being the most deadly prisoners to like zero stars being cute and cuddly. So uh, they, they look this guy up. It's like, damn, this guy's got the chair three times, and he hasn't died yet. And so we see the prisoner, a.k.a. the great Kali.
1: Kali was a giant, nearly seven foot tall, and his big special moves were he would chop people in the head or squeeze their head. He
2: he is a renowned celebrity in India. I believe he was Mr.
1: India at one point, too. And he has a moment where he breaks Witowski's nose.
0: Uh, yes. And then we get the CGI nose fixing scene, which was pointless
1: completely. I was like, really? And then when Sandler puts it back together, it's great because he goes, well, how does it look? And Chris Rock goes, distinguished like a young Michael Jackson.
2: I love little Michael.
1: That was so weird. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. Um. So one of the bad guys of the movie is this Prisoner Unger,
0: played by David Patrick Kelly, who was the villain in The Warriors, yes, which is. we also did a review on. I said that to Scott, and he was like, "Who? What? Oh, really? <laughs> like he was confused." Well, to he what looks was so different. Now. Yeah, no, he totally does.
1: Eventually, he does, as Frankie said earlier, CGI blow up caretaker
0: caretaker. Oh, because he was trying to blow up fucking Adam Sandler because Adam Sandler is, like, getting this team together and James Cromwell is getting nervous because he's like, oh, wow, they actually look, like, good. They're doing their shit. Wow. And then he's like, oh, we must get rid of fucking Adam Sandler. So they send fucking Warriors villain guy in there to try to fucking kill Adam Sandler. But then Chris Rock goes into Adam Sandler's jail cell for i don't remember why
2: he was dropping off a present
0: and then he turns on the radio or changes the station or something on the radio in his cell and he done blow it up and it was so bad looking (laughs) full disclosure i actually when i was looking up research for this movie i accidentally figured out that chris rock was going to die (laughs) Which I made it seem like I didn't know, and I just guessed it before it happened and made Scott like, oh, damn it. Like, you figured it out. I didn't figure it out. I read it beforehand. But I assumed that he was just going to, like, die of, like, I don't know, a freaking heart attack or something. Like, I don't know. Like, I didn't think he was going to, I didn't think there was going to be a murder plot in this fucking movie. Like, it's so weird. Like, the tone of this movie drastically changes at parts. They have murder with chris rock and then at the end of the movie they almost murder adam sandler for no reason it's like what the fuck this is escalating very quickly
2: (laughs) basically this whole movie is spike tv and ax body spray on steroids
0: yeah for sure
2: and red bull oh yeah
0: i was just hoping that adam sandler and chris rock would carry me through but this is not the best adam sandler performance he really feels like he's phoning it in for the majority of the time
2: Again, it's that straight man effect, you know? Adam Sandler isn't really... I wouldn't say the best straight man, but it's really odd
1: seeing him act like the straight man. I guess. because you... other
0: movies where he's the straight man,
1: yeah, I feel like. But usually, it's not for this long. Like, I
0: guess. There are so
1: many people for him to bounce off of that it's kind of hard to be like, oh, Sandler, tell us some jokes, you know? It's not his role. Yeah, and for a lack of a better term,
2: everybody else is acting wacky and crazy when arguably Adam Sandler could act 10 times more wacky and crazy. So it, it feels kind of unbalanced. Like everybody else does an okay job, but Adam Sandler doesn't really have much to work with in regards to his character, where it's trying to tell a journey about this guy who's made these friendships and bonds with these prisoners but unfortunately in the movie there's not enough time devoted to him making these bonds except with caretaker
0: right that's the problem really by the end you're like oh we're a family and like no
2: (laughs) yeah and And two-thirds through the movie his closest uh confidants killed off so you don't really feel
0: that doesn't make sense to me I asked Scott I'm like did they do that in the original movie did they just kill off like the like the main character and he's like no I'm like oh so they just decided to kill off Chris Rock like one of the funniest people ever
2: No didn't they didn't they kill him in the original I don't think so I thought they did cuz I remember seeing it's actually a worse effect like I saw of the original where <laughs> they they turn on the light and he's just like engulfed in fire oh that's right that you know, would
0: make sense because they have the whole scene going with chris rock going into the prison cell and him turning on the light and they had like the the music like go like really dramatic like oh, something was gonna happen when he flicked the light on
1: that's right
0: okay that would make more sense that okay. it happened in the original i was like why would they just choose to do that in this I, movie
1: i totally forgot that fucking killed chris rock for no reason that shows you how un. memorable yeah memorable the original one is in my head what the fuck um so finally we get to game day oh boy and uh the game starts out with the cons just beating the shit out of the guards
0: usually with sports movies especially that we've done on this show like my biggest problem is when we get to the game because either it's it's just goes on for too long and I don't know what's going on, or like I'm I just like a lot of time I feel like I clock out once we get to like the actual gameplay because so I'm like I don't fucking care I don't know what's happening they're gonna just win like yeah but then w- once shit started getting crazy then I was like wait what <laughs> like once once we get to sort of the plot twist of this ending part of the movie I woke up a little bit. But essentially, before the game started, I'm like, okay, so something's going to happen here. We're like, oh, like in halftime, they're all going to get mad at Adam Sandler and, you know, they're not going to want to play anymore. And then Adam Sandler's going to give a rousing speech and then they're all going to play again and they're going to win. And that's the movie. <laughs> and mean, Scott was like, kind of, maybe, sort of. Well,
1: okay. This is one of the biggest differences for me between the original and this one, because in the game, it is a similar thing. Burt Reynolds does a very similar thing where he kind of quits on the team as Adam Sandler does. But it's like literally like a two-minute span where he quits, comes back. Nothing really happens to him, and then he leads the team to victory. Like he, I think he gets hit like once, and it's like, oh, that doesn't really feel like you got your comeuppance for quitting on the team. Sandler gets his bell rung really hard. Yeah, especially
2: because uh, during halftime, the warden comes up to him saying, yeah, it's a pretty tight game. And uh, Adam Sandler's like, yeah, we plan on winning. And warden's like, I want the game to be close, but you guys drop two touchdowns. And Adam Sandler's like, why would I do that? He's like, because I will pin caretaker's murder on you because Unger says that uh, you were the one who did it. My main guard said he was there and he saw you do it too. So basically the... Head honcho is saying if Adam Sandler doesn't comply, then his three-year prison sentence is going to turn into a long-time twenty-five-year prison sentence.
1: So, of course, Adam Sandler quits on the team. The team gets mad at him. Finally, it takes Brucey getting demolished.
0: Poor little Nick Tatura. <laughs> uh, chucked around like a football himself. <laughs>
1: Uh so Adam Sandler comes back in, leads the team to victory. We get Woo. a we get a quick little moment of Burt Reynolds gets to run in the ball. At oh one my point.
0: god.
2: That's so stupid. <laughs> he actually did
1: his own stunt for that one.
0: <laughs> it's like really Burt Reynolds has decided to join the movie
1: now. <laughs> oh, we also get I think one of Frankie's other favorite moments from this game is uh Stone Cold Steve Austin comes up to Nelly and of course is being racist. Like, that's how a white man runs the ball.
2: It's, it's just so, so out of nowhere, too. And Fucking then Nelly
1: shit. pulls Swatowski to the side and goes, you know what he said to me in the library?
0: Oh, yeah. And he, like, whispers in his ear. And Swatowski's like, <gasps> go get him. Go. <laughs> that was
1: good. That was a good one. And then Swatowski knocks him senseless. And Stokold shits himself. I think I just shat myself.
0: Oh, yeah. That was a poopy joke. It's funny.
2: Oh yeah, there's also a Rob Schneider cameo in this one. You can't have an Adam Sandler movie without it.
0: Oh yeah, well it's funny. The second I said, "How have they never done a a Waterboy reference throughout this whole movie?" That's so funny because he did a Adam Sandler did a football movie. We should have referenced it. The second I said that, Rob Schneider pops up, and goes, "You can do it." I was like, "Oh, he's here." <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: But as for like the Adam Sandler tropes, this movie maybe does one or two, and then just kind of doesn't do them anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean, we also make like you know emasculating jokes, the uh, uh, trans stuff in there, and the uh, Nick Tutturos into Tracy Morgan, and that's a running joke. And uh, boobies, <laughs> like there's literally just a frame of boobies jiggling, and that's it for no purpose at all. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so like you have like the little lowbrow things here and there but yeah i mean it's you know it just comes off like a typical mid adam sandler movie <laughs> for me i realize for you guys it's different
2: when we get to our ratings i do agree with a lot of the points you're saying okay yeah it, yeah so <laughs> but like, like i'm not, I'm not mad at, yeah.
0: right And it's fair if you don't if you agree with some of the things i'm saying and you don't care because you like the movie and you grew up with the movie, that's fair we just did a review on high school musical three and i you know i basically said the same shit about the high school musical series so that's fair <laughs> <laughs> they also have like a lot of sports movie cliches just general sports movie cliches like they did the slow clap at one point and i was just like really i just wanted to go what team Wildcats. what team it's just so bad. She, it just,
1: it, she says she wanted to. No, she did. No, yes, I didn't. Yes, she I did. I said it inside. Yes. No, you said it out loud, dear. All right. I remember. Oh, did you write it down yes. in your notes?
0: This bitch had the audacity. <laughs> oh,
1: boy. <laughs> so the cons, who are known as the Mean Machine, do win the game.
0: Yay.
1: Knauer comes up to Sandler and says, Hey, I know you had nothing to do with Caretaker.
0: So he's like, don't worry, I'm not going to frame you for murder, Adam Sandler. I'm a good guy now because I said that. Okay.
1: (laughs) Exactly. But Adam Sandler goes to pick up the game ball and Cromwell, who's annoyed because he got beat, tries to get Kanawar to shoot him in the head. That was so bad.
2: Well, because he thinks uh, Sandler's escaping. He's escaping. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: It just seemed like in the movie, it seemed like we were trying to have one last little like dramatic moment come out of nowhere. James Cromwell is like, to the main guard, he's like, shoot him in the head. Do it now. And the guard just keeps screaming Adam Sandler's name. <laughs> he's like, crew. <laughs> crew. And Adam Sandler is oblivious. <laughs> So we're just—it's just all very overly dramatic, and yeah, then it's over.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think it was just like one of those things that was carried over from the original because that's what happened in the original too.
1: And then you know, we end on the credits with "Here Comes the Boom" by Nelly. Great song. a fucking bop you mean
2: a bop like we bop to the top
0: oh like we bop to the top (laughs) richie's (laughs) on my side with high school musical and now scott has officially walked off the podcast for the first time ever in shoot the flick history scott has left the building
2: (laughs) y'all better call y'all better call me when you review jump in
0: Richie, we did it! Oh my god, I don't think I've ever seen Jumpin', but I'll watch it.
2: Oh, Jumpin's fantastic.
0: <sighs> oh, that's too. That was that was great,
1: Scott. That's what did it. Bob to the top. No, it's <sighs> <sighs> for, it's for, just Richie. <laughs> uh, for
2: for, li- for listeners who haven't seen or heard Scott and I before, I have this unique ability to break scott at certain points usually mentally (laughs) with some bad dad joke humor but this is the first time he actually walked off (laughs) like usually he'll shake his head like oh god
0: (laughs) yeah well scott's a little drama queen too
1: (laughs) how dare you man
0: oh how dare you make a high school musical reference in this classic masterpiece that is the longest yard
2: (laughs) I I feel like every time you, like, it's like, oh, yeah, we like this movie. Frankie's like, oh, my God, we think it should have won 15 (laughs) Oscars. It was fantastic.
0: (laughs) Well, Richie, I'll have you know that I myself am also a drama queen. (laughs) So fuck you. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) Aren't we all, though? Let's start with our guests, Richie, what do you think? What did you rate the longest yard? Out of five stars well i will admit
2: it has lost its luster after the rewatch frankie's expecting oh he's gonna rate it 10 stars it's gonna be phenomenal now i would give it a <laughs> modest two and a half two and a half three stars and like i'd only bump it to three due to the cameos
1: okay i think this god one... is disappointed <laughs> No
0: visibly. I, uh, He's like, I'm on an island by myself now.
1: <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I I I understand. I d di- I do. Why don't you tell him what you rated this, Scott? I still have this a three and a half. I, I, I rate. Right. <laughs> like I again, I think it's I've I still have fun with it. I still enjoy the cameos. has certain things aged poorly. Yeah, they have. But you know what? Long Star was one of those movies that when it was on, I could sit down and just kind of watch it, and I still feel that way. Maybe I have some rose-tinted glasses, but again, three and a half isn't like saying it's a masterpiece.
0: No, but I will say that my rating is the same as Richie's. I gave it a two and a half because um, it's just very eh. It's mostly harmless, despite some of the more lowbrow humor. Really, the one that pissed me off the most is probably Estrogen Guy. At one point, I wrote in my notes, fuck Estrogen Guy. But I mean, even that, it's just like, all right, whatever. Like, we get it. It's, It was like, it's mostly harmless. But I do think Adam Sandler's kind of phoning it in. I think Chris rocks the saving grace, but unfortunately, he gets killed off. <laughs> like two thirds of the way in so it's like yeah what are we doing
2: here comes the boom am i right guys
0: uh here comes the boom indeed
2: but but i am happy uh that we're in a place where wrestlers can succeed in movies like the rock like john cena like dave batista because that's true at this time if a wrestler was in a movie you'd get something like either like this or mr nanny so you'd get like a pacifier type of movie, and I'm so glad we're in a place where Hollywood's saying it's like, oh wow, these wrestlers can emote more emotions than anger. They don't need to be <gasps> I big man strong, you, you know. So <laughs> I
0: break things.
2: The Rock just made his own occupation. He's now the Rock. He does his own thing. He allegedly destroyed DC. I don't know much about that.
0: Oh jeez. It's a little dramatic, but okay.
2: John Cena, I think, is finding himself as a comedic actor. So he's carved out a nice niche for him. And Batista is legitimately an actor I can see being nominated one day for an Academy Award.
0: I actually agree with you on that. Because I think he's he's done more like comedic things and he's done drax, obviously, but like He's slowly but surely transitioning. He's what we thought The Rock was going to eventually do. Okay. And he might still do it someday. But right now, Batista's like making that transition
1: into more dramatic stuff. I think what we have to understand, especially because now we just mentioned the big fruity of today, at least. I think The Rock right now is in his action movie phase this is the arnold this,
0: no it's not a phase it's, well, like, it's his whole career it's is action movie no, like, yeah, it's been but 10 like,
1: years yeah like that's not a phase Sorry. that's just like but what it is but like he's in like the arnold schwarzenegger sylvester stallone 80s era like that's what he is right now he's our action star yeah right but that, we, uh, there's uh, no one else to fill that role Okay, but... So that's, that's The Rock's role guy. to fill he's right now.
0: Right, but guy. to be fair, Schwarzenegger and Stallone never really grew out of that phase either.
1: <laughs> well, that's also true. But I think The Rock also has the charisma to transition out of that when these movies start to go to younger people.
0: He could, possibly.
1: I think Batista, I like him as an actor. I do. I think he is very talented but i also think it also depends on the director he has that's willing to work with him and i think cena has realized that he's never going to be able to compete on the level of the rock as an action star
0: no he'll do kids movies and comedy and that's pretty much i think
1: he's better suited as the funny guy yeah so, you know, it's going to be interesting seeing the three of them because they'll all be compared to each other probably for the rest of their careers. Yeah. Uh,
2: Yeah, I think all of them are going to carve out their niche and or have carved out their niche in their own way. And you have up and coming uh wrestlers who are breaking Hollywood like Edge is doing a Peter Jackson series on Disney Plus where he's going to play Ares.
1: Uh, well, he also did Money Plane.
0: Oh, that guy?
1: Yeah, that's Adam Copeland. Yes. Ew!
0: that's what we're going off of. Money Plane.
1: Well, that was his like first big movie.
0: Oh, such a big movie! <laughs> that's what we should do next time. We should review Money Plane next time. Richie uh- comes <laughs> on. <laughs> well,
2: well, I mean, you're giving me like, if I'm going for like wrestling movie <laughs> options, it's like.
0: It's like and, well and, and, yeah and if,
2: i'm not gonna well, like, i purposely but... chose like not doing rock batista or john cena because they've proven their themselves as uh, legitimate movie attraction goers so i decided to choose people who aren't really as well known in hollywood or just in like cult followings like goldberg was in like santa sleigh or something
1: Oh God, I showed her Santa's sleigh for the first time over Christmas. Ah, yes. Yeah. Such a masterpiece. Yeah,
0: but um,
2: yeah, but it's, it, it's nice to see that uh, at least wrestlers are getting more opportunities in Hollywood. Yeah. But yeah, I think more and more as time goes on, we're going to see more wrestlers enter the Hollywood space and being treated less like the redheaded stepchild of the entertainment business.
1: I think, yeah, over time you're going to see the better actors can transition like we've tried other people like orton has tried i don't think he's charismatic enough to be an actor
0: was is that person anything i know
2: not anything you would know or not oh. anything you would Check want to know. next okay, time great. when we review 12 rounds two no
1: <laughs> god damn it <laughs> oh god um but it's gonna be interesting there's always going to be a place, though, for certain wrestlers to be the heavy of a movie. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see who's the next who's the next guy in line to step up.
0: Jake Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Richie's face.
2: Well, because <laughs> I don't want to be like, um, actually, he's not a wrestler yet. But uh, he's more of a, a boxing guy. So Logan, Paul. Logan, is. Logan oh, Paul. Logan
0: is. Oh, Logan is. Oh, my bad.
2: Logan Paul actually Whatever. did make a movie with uh, uh, Ned from Ned's Declassified
0: Oh god jeez! Oh, god.
2: Uh, I'm sorry I know all this okay. information <laughs> well,
0: Scott's gonna walk out again
2: <laughs> uh,
0: So that was the longest yard Alrighty so next week we are taking another well deserved break from this fuckery that is shoot the flick and wrestling movies oh god
2: (laughs) i really broke scott and frankie this bad they have to take a week off jeez
0: yeah oh boy but the week after that it is a new month so that means we are doing yet another disney movie yay (laughs) hopefully the magic and the kitty nostalgia will offset the longest yard (laughs) (laughs) And the terrible, lowbrow, poopy humor.
2: There was one poop joke. Come on.
0: (laughs) Oh, oh, it was enough. (laughs) It was more than enough.
2: It was a well-deserved one. (laughs) (laughs) I think he just shit himself.
0: (laughs) And then everyone has to say it over and over again.
2: (laughs) To confirm it.
0: (laughs) But before we go, let us uh, turn the mic over to... Richie Mars, one more time just to promo his awesome wrestling podcast. Richie, give us all the information we need to know where we can find you and all that good stuff.
2: Yes, once again, my podcast that I host is Wrestling Retold and Relived with Richie Mars. I of course am the host, Richie Mars. And you could find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And if you are a listener of Shoot the Flick, you are always welcomed to be a guest on my show if you are also a wrestling fan if you want to talk about something specific just say i listened to scott and frankie shoot the flick you're the guy who made scott walk out of his own show i'm like yes i am that gentleman (laughs) would you like to be on and and,
0: (laughs) i am that magical man
2: (laughs) I, i am i am this person and uh yeah new episodes come out every tuesday Again, we cover all eras of wrestling. I mostly stick from the 2000s all the way up till present day. So again, if you want to check me out, you can find me on those lovely apps that I just mentioned.
0: Well, until next time here on Shoot the Flick, I'm Frankie Sparks. I'm Scott Eisenberg make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at ShootTheFlick and check out all of our episodes on iTunes, Spotify Google Podcasts and iHeartRadio and pretty much anywhere else you can find a podcast and make sure you come back in a couple of weeks for some Disney magic
1: movie adventure here comes the here comes the y'all don't really want it now boom <laughs> God. Oh, here comes the oh, here comes radio